All it takes is one. If you find just one breakout wide receiver in the middle round, your chances of winning skyrocket. So here are seven wide receivers taken after round four with top 10 upside. Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown last year, the final six weeks of the season as he was getting into the stretch of things as a rookie, was the second wide receiver in points. And as you can see here, only Cooper Cup, the guy who put up that historic season last year, was the only guy who scored more than him. And St. Brown, the highlighted number here of 16.8 points is the points per game Jamar Chase scored during this time st brown's almost 21 points was 30 percent more than the standout rookie jamar chase but hold on one second because there's more 47 percent of st brown's total yardage last year 435 yards was after the catch and this is impressive because it shows that brown can create production on his own yet he's been dropping in drafts since the lions took jamison williams in the nfl draft but here's why that's a mistake Jamison tore his ACL on January 10th, so he didn't have surgery until mid-January. He's expected to miss at least six to eight weeks. An October deadline around Halloween is when they expect him back. And this makes it difficult for Williams to see 50-plus targets this year if he's going to miss half the season. So the takeaway there is that Brown has dropped 19% in drafts. He now goes as the wide receiver 29 overall, and this is clearly a mistake creating some value. Now this next wide receiver goes seven picks after St. Brown. Now Russell Gage was the number two option on the Atlanta Falcons last year. And in 10 games without Calvin Ridley last year, Gage averaged 14.7 points. That 14.7 points was top 20 amongst wide receivers at that time. But fellas, check this out. Gage put up those numbers while playing for a bottom five, the fourth worst scoring offense in the NFL. And now he finds himself on the number one passing offense after getting recruited by Tom Brady himself this offseason. So I think it's safe to say we can expect Gage to actually top his career high of four receiving touchdowns. Now it gets even better because during that time when Gage ended up being the second receiving option behind Kyle Pitts there was no Ridley he was a top 10 PFF graded receiver meaning that every single route he was playing well and now it gets even better because during those weeks where he was the number two option for Atlanta in targets per game Kyle Pitts was number one no Calvin Ridley he was a top 10 graded wide receiver according to pro football focus which means that on average he was playing as a top 10 receiver per route and this was higher than a lot of standout players last year you could see Stefan Diggs on this list Jamar Chase if I keep scrolling CeeDee Lamb DK Metcalf and what really sums this up is that on the entire season not just that time that Ridley was out he was the 13th most efficient wide receiver in the league and beautiful people let's not forget about chris godwin's injury because he didn't just tear his acl no he also damaged his mcl which is important because it's going to take longer to come back from and if we look at the initial tweet that ian harditz put out we zoom in here on january 3rd of 2022 stating that chris godwin had successful surgery it's going to take 10 to 12 months from that date of the surgery to return on average meaning that godwin is likely to miss anywhere from six to eight plus weeks so now here's your takeaway while Godwin is out for that time, Russell Gage is going to be Tom Brady's number two passing option. But listen closely, because this next wide receiver might be his offense's number one option. And that's because Christian Kirk has the second highest salary cap hit, the dead salary cap, on the Jaguars now. And that's because they made him a top 15 paid wide receiver this offseason. 18 million dollar rooskies per year. So they're heavily incentivized to use him, and here's what you need to know. Kirk currently goes as the wide receiver 43 off the board, but he goes as the 43rd wide receiver, only 32 NFL teams, but he might be and likely has the best shot to be Trevor Lawrence's number one option. And this number right here, 65%, is the amount of times that Trevor Lawrence was targeting wide receivers compared to other positions, the third highest rate in the NFL. And Kirk's competition isn't all that impressive. Here's his top competition this season. You have veteran Marvin Jones, who's 32 years old and has had three straight seasons of decreasing efficiency. He was 80th in the NFL last year. You have Zay Jones, a free agent ad, who I actually think is a great pick in like the 18th rounds of drafts, because why not at that point? But he was 69th in efficiency last year and LaVisca Chenault his first two years in the league has not been that great
74th in efficiency last season. Now, one more thing. Christian Kirk averaged over seven targets per game when DeAndre Hopkins was out last year, and Kirk had to be the wide receiver one. And he actually averaged 13 fantasy points per game, so a rise of about a point to two points. Now, here's the interesting thing. Over those seven games, he only scored one touchdown. But based off the NFL averages for the volume that he saw, he was expected to score three touchdowns, meaning that he was unlucky. So if he just saw the NFL averages, he would actually put up 14.7 points, not 13 points per game with Hopkins out, which would have been top 20 wide receiver numbers. And now this next wide receiver, the rookie Chris Olave, actually goes later in drafts than Kirk. And this is important for you to know. The Saints, just to move up six spots in the first round to draft Olave, they swapped their first round pick and they gave up a third and fourth round pick. Now this type of investment ensures strong opportunity in year one for Olave. And Michael Thomas has yet to practice this offseason in minicamp because of his lingering ankle issue. And here's your takeaway for that. If Thomas misses time, Olave is going to start the season as the wide receiver one for Jameis Winston. And what also helps him is that Alvin Kamara and the Saints, they're bracing for him to be suspended six games, also going to help the opportunity for Olave. And speaking of opportunity, this next wide receiver as a rookie took full advantage of his opportunity. Mr. Kadarius Tony, when Sterling Shepard, the leading receiver at that point in the season for the Giants, when he missed time, Kadarius Tony stepped in and was a top five wide receiver over that five game stretch. Tony was earning nearly nine targets per game and he had 14 points per game. And then he did this. He had 189 yards on 10 catches against the all pro cornerback Trayvon Diggs. But that's not even the most impressive part. Because as a rookie, Kadarius Toney saw a 29% target rate, the seventh highest in the NFL. For reference, it was more than Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf last year. And earning targets for wide receivers is the number one predictor for future success. Now, this next stat is going to speak volumes about his talent. Tony ranked fifth last year at beating man coverage, and the only four wide receivers ahead of him were Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, and AJ Brown. Some pretty dang good company. So draft Tony, and now let's talk about why this fifth round wide receiver has major upside. And that man's name is Darnell Mooney, who as a rookie saw a 19% target rate. Not the greatest 64th in the NFL, but he was a rookie. But this past year, that increased to top 20 in the league at 27%. Now, this is very interesting because this is similar to the trajectory that most top 10 wide receivers take. Let me explain. Mooney won versus man coverage 43% of the time last year. It was borderline top 10 in the NFL at 11th overall. And he was 7th in target separation. Now, here's what this means. It means that Mooney was getting open and separating often. But Justin Fields in his rookie season last year ranked 33rd amongst quarterbacks. Again, only 32 NFL teams. He ranked 33rd in accuracy. So if Fields' accuracy improves, Mooney is going to break out in a major way. And right now, my top 200, I have Mooney about six spots, so a half around ahead of ADP. So I like him a good amount. He's a borderline top 50 player for me. And if you want to check out my top 200, my tiers, my wants and avoids list, and a whole lot more, just click the link in the description and follow these two steps. And I'll throw in a $20 Amazon on gift card for a limited time so be sure to scoop that bad boy up if you don't like the guide i'll refund your ten dollar minimum deposit and you can keep the twenty dollar gift card a free gift card for you so check it out and learn more with the link in the description so mooney will get there if his quarterback becomes more efficient but this next guy might get there on volume alone this offseason brandon cook signed a two-year 39.7 million dollar contract and 91 percent of this money is guaranteed he's now a top 15 paid wide receiver props go out to brandon cooks and that much guaranteed money ensures the Texans are going to continue to heavily lean on him. And here's what it's looked like his first two years in Houston. Since joining the Texans in 2020, Cooks is 12th in the NFL in targets overall with 253. Now, I found this to be insane. In 2020 with Deshaun Watson, he averaged 15.4 points. He averaged the exact same amount of points last year in 12 games with Davis Mills, 15.4. So it didn't matter if it was Deshaun Watson or Davis Mills, he was getting points. But it doesn't stop here. Because
because in 2021 there was no will fuller like there was in 2020 and he ended up seeing two more targets 9.3 versus 7.1 two more targets per game in 2021 without fuller and for what it's worth he went from scoring 12.9 points to 16.1 points per game at like a 25 percent increase in production now you might be saying of course sally's gonna score more points if will fuller's not there you're right but it's important to point out because there is no will fuller coming into town to take away touches this year in 2022 or targets from brandon cooks and the wide receivers behind him you have nico collins who i like is like an 18th round pick but he was 84th in wide receiver efficiency as a rookie last year there's john mechie the rookie out of alabama second round pick but he's a rookie coming off of a torn acl and might not even be ready week one and then there's chris moore who as of right now is probably the fourth option on this depth chart and this guy's got 24 receptions over the last three years there is no threat here at all for brandon cooks so the takeaway is draft brandon cooks in round five now you know the wide receivers who have upside after round four but if you want to see the five running backs who fit this same exact mold getting guys with top 10 upside late then check out this lovely video right here and 70 percent of you beautiful people aren't subscribed so fix that as well and hit subscribe